0: McDermott, on 2FM.
1: Sponsored by Just Eat. Tap into Ireland's leading food ordering app. Just Eat. Find your flavour.
0: On McDermott, on 2FM. With Transport for Ireland. Plan your journey door-to-door with our free TFI Journey Planner app. All right. Never before heard on a Friday... A handsome, suave, dashing, charming, debonair gentleman is joined in studio by Chris Wasser to talk about movies. Hey, Yoan. Hey. Yeah, Amy Adams called me Yoan. I've been called worse, Chris. If that's the worst thing I get called. I will take it. I will take it, indeed. Uh, Okay, right. So, uh, you're very welcome. Normally we chat on a Thursday. We were rammed yesterday. Um, Now, Christian Bale is on the show after 5 o'clock. Bear that in mind. So, I hope you're going to say nice things. Let's talk about Vice, The Life and Times of Dick Cheney. It's out in cinemas today. I loved it. You don't love most things. But, I value your critical eye. So, I'll be curious to, to see where
1: you fall on this one because I know you did love The Big Short I did love The Big Short so uh, for anyone uh, thinking of going to see Vice or who hasn't seen The Big Short this is a film by Adam McKay Adam McKay a writer and director who made his name working with Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell uh, on various goofball comedies and decided a few years back to make a film about the 2007-2008 financial crisis and in particular looking at the money men uh, and uh, how the, the, the US housing bubble almost brought about you know an economic Armageddon so he cast the likes of uh, almost. Christian Bale um, well, it, yeah, it, it did bring about an economic Armageddon. Yeah, yeah. So he cast uh, Steve Carell, Christian Bale, Ryan Gosling was in there, Margot Robbie. And if you haven't seen Brad it, Pitt. basically, Brad Pitt. Yeah, there was an awful lot of uh, talented people in there. You had all of these handsome A-listers frequently breaking the fourth wall to explain how the financial crisis happened because Adam McKay, the man behind the whole thing, knew that this is a ludicrously complicated subject matter. So let's make it satirical and funny and sarcastic and deeply unsettling, uh, but always funny. As I said, and it worked so well. I mean he managed to turn something so complicated into an accessible and mainstream piece of entertainment. And he uh, talks an like all the bad mortgages and he had what was the really yeah. famous chef? Oh, didn't he have Anthony Bourdain in there? Anthony Bourdain. Gomez. it was.
0: Genie Mac, of course, was Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. And it was kind of like, hey, if you're serving fish in a restaurant and then you've got some leftover fish that's going off, like these bad mortgages, you just throw the fish into a stew and then it's not bad fish, it's new fish stew. Yeah. Like all these bad
1: mortgages, throw them into one bundle, sell them, it's a whole new thing. Yeah. Do you know what you and I should do for people who haven't seen the big short? We can just write our own version of it and perform it like that. Let's not do that. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, people were keen to see what Adam McKay would do next and for his next project he decided to take the same wayward approach uh, this time, you know, he's done the the, the the Money Men, but this time he's going to look inside the U.S. political circus, and particularly on the life and career of former U.S. Vice President Dick Cheney. So he managed to uh, put a, a, an awful lot of research together, put a script together, and he also managed to get Christian Bale, who completely disappears, into a role to play Dick Cheney. So for this role, Christian Bale actually gained 40 pounds, which was actually unbelievable to look at before you had even seen the film, because you, you might remember Christian Bale had a, a, a Western out earlier last year, and he was doing interviews. Interviews for this, and everyone was looking at him, going, "Are you okay, Christian?" Because he was just so unrecognizable. But anyway, I've seen the finished film. It's it's look like what I was saying about the Big Short. Adam McKay took like something very complicated, very complicated, and managed to make it uh, accessible. With this, he's taking something that's not all that complicated and overly complicating it. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So we're looking at the cheney's career. Well, I mean, we're looking at Dick Cheney's career, and there's nothing too complicated about the first half in that, you know, back in the 1960s Wyoming, he was in he was in an awful state, uh, he dropped out of Yale, he was uh, he had a drinking problem, and his wife, Lynn, played here by the great Amy Adams, who is superb here, uh, she's the one who sorted him out and gave him a kick up the backside and said, sort yourself out. He does that, he goes back to school, and he somehow manages to get into the White House where he's an intern. And Donald Rumsfeld, played by Steve Carell, takes him under his wing, and we watch as he goes from, you know, intern to chief of staff, eventually to secretary Secretary of the fence under george bush senior and we go all the way into his supposed retirement when he thought look i'm not going to run for president because his daughter had told him that she was gay and he knew that if he was to run for president his whole life would be under you know the microscope and that the conservative american media would because he was conservative yeah 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 and that the, the media would have a field day with that so he went into the corporate world and that should have been the end of that but one day george bush jr called him up and said I want you to be my VP. And I want you to be my VP. Now, Dick Cheney knew that this is a figurehead position. He knew there's nothing, I, I have no power with this. But he also knew in Egypt when he, you know, sees one, and he somehow managed to get, you know, George Bush Jr. to hand him over everything but his car keys. You're talking about military, uh, uh, foreign policy, uh, bureaucracy, everything. So he was going to be the one in charge, and maybe that's where things get a little bit complex because we see how Dick Cheney was the real mastermind, was the one calling the shots, particularly after 9/11, and was the one who was indeed actually, you know, starting a war. So, uh, so what do you? Let's do. What do you like about it? What works? what works about it is Christian Bale's performance I, it, it has to be seen to be believed his transformation is unbelievable and he ha, he's disappeared entirely in, in this role and he is despicable as Dick Cheney but he is compelling you cannot take your eyes off him and he's particularly good with the with the comedic side of things because Dick Cheney's heart problem in this film is almost used as a punchline uh, so it's an incredible performance he's surrounded by a very talented cast you've got Tyler Perry in there you've got Amy Adams Steve Carell Sam Rockwell somehow manages to make George Bush uh, Jr. likable did Sam um, get nominated for an Oscar
0: he did best so, supporting actor Sam Rockwell Amy Adams and Christian Bale all three of them nominated for Oscars for this yes, film
1: yep. so it's got the goods in that regard it, it does have the goods in that regard and it's actually up for eight uh, Oscars my problem with it is that it is very damn pleased with itself and it's very smarmy very smug uh, quite clunky I mean there are times in this film at one stage it almost breaks or it actually literally does you've seen it but it breaks into a Shakespeare play in order to prove its point that this See, story I loved once... all that stuff I guess that's just where you sit on the for, entertainment spectrum uh, for me I think um, McKay would have been better off just maybe you know keeping some things dramatic at times I just felt like the film was just you know getting up and shouting at the audience and saying look how smart and funny we are so as a film it doesn't really work it's very clunky sometimes oh! it's clumsy I don't think we needed a narrator Jesse Plemons narrates the whole thing it's just far too clever for its own good but it is worth it to see some magnificent actors at the top of their game okay
0: eight Oscar nominations in total out of uh, five
1: I think three you're wrong
0: three is fair what would you go for four really yeah Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's take a quick break We are talking to Christian Bale Oscar nominated for this very role After 5 o'clock I won't tell him what score you gave it I'll tell him what score I gave it And I might even up at one Uh, Let's do God bless Gil Choking Uh, Let's do Loud Luxury Body And then we want to talk about the Oscars uh, And what's going on there Back with Chris Wasser after this Here we go Loud luxury body and two FM. Chris Wassers here. He just gave Vice five stars out of five. That's not true. That's the best film he's ever seen. That's fake news. Everyone should see it, and he's really excited to talk to Christian Bale, who's Oscar nominated. Eight nominations for Vice uh, after 5 o'clock. Now, Chris, let's jump into the Oscars because the nominations were announced. Um, There's so many. We haven't got time to go through all of them. But I guess let's talk, uh, I guess, the big glossy ones, the surprise, inclusions, omissions, and any little uh, quirky bits you care to mention.
1: Yeah, well, out in front of 10 10 Oscar nominations is both Roma and The Favors. Now, we will talk about Alfonso Cuarón's uh, Roma again because... I still have not watched this. Now, now, I'm going to rectify that this weekend.
0: This is the Netflix film. This is the Netflix film, Did this even yeah. get a cinema release? It
1: did. It was released in Ireland, I think, for one week, maybe two, and in America for one week, maybe two, uh, because, as you might know, uh, films have to be... They have to have a cinematic release... Uh, to be eligible. ...in, or- in, in order to okay. be eligible for Oscars. Uh, the Favourite receiving ten nominations, I didn't think it was going to get that many, but Who's I'm not complaining. Who's in the favourite? What's the synopsis there? Emma Stone, uh, Olivia Coleman, and Rachel Weisz taking yes. over Queen Anne's yes, reign. It course. is a Fabulous piece of work. Go and see it. Is it still Um, in the cinema? It is. Yeah. It's also an Irish co-production, produced by uh, the Great Element Pictures. So they're celebrating. Like, I mean, it's 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 now the biggest Irish-produced film uh, in Oscar history. Oh wow! With ten nominations, all acting nominations for Coleman, Vice, and Stone. So that was no surprise. The big surprise for me was that *A Star Is Born* nominated for eight Oscars. It might as well have directed itself according to the Academy because they did not give Bradley Cooper a directing nod. I was shocked because it's nominated for Best Picture, but Cooper, directing a film for the first time, he he hadn't even directed a TV commercial before, and he did a fabulous job on *The Star Is Born*, but he wasn't nominated for an Oscar. Any theories as to why? I have no idea because, you know, looking at the, the, the other directors that are up for, they're all deserving. Except for Adam McKay. Adam McKay is nominated for Vice. I would not give Adam McKay a directing uh, a up nomination up for Fence. Vice. <laughs> um, what are the surprises? I mean, the fact that the, uh, all of the directors are male when Deborah Granik, uh, director of Leave No Trace, and then Ramsey, director of You are Never Really Here, Joaquin Phoenix, two of w- the best films released last year weren't nominated. That is a bit of a shame. Bohemian Rhapsody being nominated for Best Picture. Get out of that garden. Because now- that is a travesty. Uh,
0: See, this has really split the room because I've not heard many critics say nice things about it, but it's been a roaring success at the box office. It has. And... Uh, Remy Malek is supposedly excellent. He is. So is it
1: just that he's the best thing about a bad film? He is the best thing about a bad film, but uh, that that's not enough to warrant a Best Picture nomination. I have no idea what is going on there. And clearly, uh, the Academy doesn't really care for the scandals behind that and Green Book. Now, I enjoy Green Book. We'll talk about that next week. But there are scandals behind both of those films. I mean, but- Bohemian Rhapsody was directed by Brian Singer and you but know now, what's going on with him at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. The, and the uh,
0: accusations that yes. he molested boys and all these things. Um, but with films, is it different? Because with R. Kelly, it's an open and shut case, right? Yes. He's, you get him in the bin. But with films, you're talking about the, the work of hundreds of people.
1: Oh, I acknowledge and appreciate that. And yeah, no, you were absolutely right. I mean, it wasn't... Brian Singer was actually fired from that film. He was film. fired, And yeah. Dexter Fletcher was brought in and there was an awful lot of other talented people. And Rami Mellick's performance is brilliant it's a great performance in a bad film and it wasn't it's it should not be up for best picture nor do i believe should black panther be up for best picture oh go on if that was not it's nominated for eight oscars and i think it's there given the cultural significance and importance and influence of that film and and that is right but that is not with the oscars the oscars awards uh not uh, oscars for uh, uh, merits in filmmaking, not the fact that it was culturally significant or important. It's a great superhero film, but it's not a you know a great you know piece of uh, 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 cinema. And I just don't believe that that should be there.
0: Okay. Very quickly,
1: let's do the the big three: best
0: director. Big four. Best director, best film, best actor, best actress. Who's going to win? Who do you think will win? Best
1: actor, it's between Christian Bale and Rami Malek. Uh, Best actress, it'll probably go to Glenn Close for the wife. If it doesn't go to Glenn Close, maybe Olivia Coleman. Best supporting actress, Regina King for the wonderful If Beale Street Could Talk. We'll review that in a few weeks. Uh, Best picture, I really hope Bohemian Rhapsody doesn't get it. I can probably see either Roma or Green Book getting it. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're out of time. We wanted to review
0: Mule. It's Clint Eastwood, Bradley Cooper, Lawrence Fishburne. You have, when I say 20 seconds, I mean no more.
1: Clint Eastwood plays a 90-year-old drug mule working for the Mexican drug cartel in order to right the wrongs in his life, in order to pay things for his family. Uh, it's based on a true story. Bradley Cooper plays a DEA agent who's after him. It's Eight wonderfully seconds. acted. Uh, it's uh, beautifully scored, beautifully scripted, surprisingly funny. It's Clint Eastwood's best film in 10 years. Go and see it. There you go. Christian Bale live on the show after 5 o'clock. Thank you, Chris Wasser. Love you, bye. This
0: is Film 2FM.